bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. The second instance, we're not going to look at words from the mouth of God. We're going to see the first words that came from the mouth of man, human being. The first mention, the first sentence, words ever recorded in the Bible as the words of man. Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 to 23. You want to know the first words man spoke? It is not, I need food. I want water. It is not, please help me. It is not, I am broke. It is not, things are hard. First words. Okay, let's hear it. It says, and the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, these are the first recorded words of mankind. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. I want you to note the phrase, this is now, that's the first phrase. God's first phrase is, let there be. Man's first phrase, this is now. Let there be. This is now. Everybody say, this is now. It is not tomorrow, it is now. This is now. That is the language that God wants to come from the mouth of man. This is now. Although when you look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 19 and 20, there is an assumption that Adam might have spoken some words earlier, but those words are not recorded because the Bible says he named the animals. So he spoke some words. But they are not recorded. I'm talking about the first recorded direct speech from man. This is now. The first direct recorded words of God. Let there be. If we are going to walk in our authority, we have to learn to say this is now. What is this is now? This is now is first an affirmation. An affirmation is to declare support for a fact. He affirmed that what God gave to him was truly his. He did not doubt the offer that God was giving to him. Now, the Bible says God made Adam sleep. And uh, the Bible describes the sleep as a deep one. So he sleeps. And God took out of his ribs whilst he was asleep. So he had no idea that had taken place. Close up this place. So he has no idea when he gets up, there's no wound. God has closed it up. And God makes a woman 
he doesn't know what a woman is, hasn't seen a woman before, hasn't even prayed for a woman. He just was lonely, but hadn't prayed. He didn't say, God, I need a woman. God saw he needed a woman, so God gave him the woman. So all this time, he's asleep. He wakes up and he sees a woman presented by God. He didn't say, what is this? That, that, don't you think that should have been the first thing he, he would say? I mean, if, if you were Adam, you look at it and say, what is this? What does it mean? He doesn't doubt God. He doesn't argue against God. He doesn't question God. He just declares, this is now. Whatever God says is yours, this is now. That is the language God wants us to speak. It's not that when God gives you something, you say, well, I don't know whether it will happen or not. No, Adam didn't say that. He had every chance to doubt, to question, to seek for clarification. That's the intellectual approach. By the way, by what process did you achieve this contraption? And what can it do and what can it not do? Does it talk? Does it not talk? Before you decide whether you like it or not. Adam doesn't ask questions. He says, this is mine. Now, you see, when the children of Israel were giving food from God, they prayed, they cried to God. And, and they, they, they prayed. And God says, I'll give you food. Tomorrow morning you'll see it. They went out the next morning and they saw on the ground some white things lying down and they didn't say this is now. They said, what is this? Mana, mana. <laughs> so the Bible says, listen to me carefully, the Bible says concerning that generation that ate mana that they didn't enter the promised land. Because when God gave them a gift, instead of accepting it, they questioned it. For many of us, God presents Eve to us and we say, manna. God gives you the job, manna. God gives you that breakthrough. What is this? The language we must adopt is the language of affirmation. If God in his wisdom, whilst I was asleep, thinks that this is what I need, this is now. The second thing about this is now is not just an affirmation. It is a claim. This is now is a claim. He is making a demand of ownership. He is making an assertion of ownership. It is mine. This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. It's mine. I claim it. God wants the words of man to be affirmative. And he wants our words to claim his blessings. Adam's words were related to what 
had already been created by God. He acknowledged what God had done and claimed it for himself. Our words must not be words of rejection, but words of acceptance. When God gives you life, you say, this is now mine. When God gives you grace, you say, this is now my grace. When God says to you, I'm the Lord that heals you, you say, this healing is mine. When God says you are the head and not the tail, you say, this is mine. When God says you will not be hungry and your children will not beg for bread, you say, this is now mine. That's the language. So you don't hear God says, your children will never beg for bread. And you say, ha, ah, hmm. Yeah, it's hard in Ghana. These days, the economy, the way it's going, hmm, hmm. When God says, in the midst of farming, he will feed you, you say, this is mine. When he says he will open for you rivers in the desert, you say, this is mine. When he says, your children will never beg for bread, you say, this is mine. Listen to me, you may be a widow, but God is not dead. Your husband may have died, but you have a heavenly father who didn't die. And he comes and he says, your children will not beg for bread. The breadwinner is gone, but the bread maker is alive. So he says, your children will not beg for bread. You don't say, well, I've heard it, but the way life is going, these children, we hope they will turn out right. No, this is mine. So you go to the hospital and the doctor says, as for your kids, we haven't seen some before. <laughs> it's very annoying when doctors talk that way. As for your kids, we don't even understand it. Well, thank God they don't understand. But you read the scripture and it says, by his stripes, we were healed. You don't say, God, can you do it? You say, this is now mine. That's the first language of man. God's first language is let there be. Man's first language, this is now mine. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called. Claiming it. <laughs> That's another message altogether. All right, so we've looked at the first words of God, first words of man. Let's look at Satan's first words. It's very interesting, very, very interesting. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. These are the first words ever recorded from Satan. And it shows his language pattern. Now the serpent was more cunning than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Question mark. 
has God indeed said? Question mark. The first statement of God, let there be, exclamation mark. It's an order. This is now mine, full stop. Has God said? Question. So that gives you an idea where the question mark is coming from. The question mark didn't come from God. When God speaks, there's no question mark. He says, let there be. When man speaks, he says, this is mine. But when Satan speaks, you're going to hear a question mark. When you hear the question mark, you know whose voice you are entertaining. That question mark comes to undermine God's word. That is what Satan does. He speaks to undermine what God has said. God speaks exclamation and Satan knocks it with questions. So anytime you want to believe what God says, you're going to hear a second voice that says, has God said, will this happen? Do you think when God says he will heal, it's your kind of sickness? <laughs> Do you think so? Do you think when God said their children will not beg for bread, he really meant Ghanaian Christians? He was talking to Jews. You are a Ghanaian. When he says you are the head and not the tail, do you think he was talking to you? Look at yourself. Do you look like a head? <laughs> that is the voice of Satan. Has God said? Satan does not contradict God. He just undermines God. He didn't say, oh, Eve, oh, huh, this thing is not true. It's not true. It's not true. That's not what Satan said. He didn't say this thing is not true. Satan simply asked, has God said it? Is that what he meant? And many of us struggle with our lives because we are always asking, is this what God meant? Does he mean he will bless me? When he says he will make a way in the desert, does it include this desert I am in? Look at my life. Everybody has left me. I am broke. I have no friend. I have no helper. I am being ejected from my house. And God still says I'm the head and not the tail. Does it include me? That question didn't come from God. And it didn't come from your spirit too. It came from outside you. From Satan. He undermines the word of God. He doesn't nullify. He doesn't say God is a liar. Because he can never say God is a liar. But he'll create subtle doubts. Because every word of Satan is designed to sow seeds of doubt in your mind. So you hear it and your mind is going, ah, this thing, does God really mean it? 
will God do what he says? He knows that a double-minded person cannot receive anything from God. And he wants to toss you about from faith to doubt, from doubt to faith. One moment you are full of faith, the next moment you are not sure whether God will honor his word. So you keep going. You come to church. You hear the word, pump, faith. Hey, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The fields are open. My corn is ripe. That's the word of God. It's a command. It's creative. You affirmed it. You claimed it. Then you went home and he came and said, uh, do you really <laughs> do you really think your field is open? You have just been ejected. Is that open field? God comes and says, this year is for breakthrough. You affirm. Yes, it's mine. Then he comes and knocks. Uh, the breakthrough. Which month? <laughs> he's not going to say you will not have a breakthrough. But he's going to throw doubts. Seeds of doubt. Undermine the word of God. And so you are torn between let there be and has God said and in between you stand and you don't know what, whether to agree with let there be or has God said but Adam standing in between said this is mine Eve failed that test it shows you sometimes we affirm and what God says, sometimes what Satan says. You have to ask yourself, the words you speak every day, whose words are you speaking? Are you speaking from let there be or you are speaking from has God said? See, Christianity in Ghana has moved from let there be to the other side. It is, will God make a way Will it be well? Will I prosper? Will, it, will I succeed? Will God give it to me? And all the songs are based on will it happen? God's word is not has he said. It's let there be. Turn to your neighbor and tell him let there be. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email otebe at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.